tonight on Rogue Padron. Probably the Poe Dameron comics. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Something like that. We'll see. We'll see where this takes us. We'll see. Tonight on Rogue Padron. Poe Dameron number seven. Poe Dameron number eight. Poe Dameron number nine. Really, no one's going to cut me off. And Poe Dameron number <laughs> ten. No. I mean, you're We're doing just... real good. Just yeah. go for it, Danny. Yeah, Danny, you do you. <laughs> you got this. Thanks. Thank you. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. listeners and welcome back to the first rogue patron episode of 2017 and to kick off season four but before we jump into season five squadron season five five, stop mansplaining rogue patron to rogue leader (laughs) (laughs) if she wants to be season four it's season four okay okay well welcome to season five of rogue patron and before we jump into Race Squadron, tonight we're going to be talking about the Poe Dameron comics, issues 7 through 10. And I'm going to say that because I don't know what Danny's going to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> because we've been gone for so long, and I know you've all missed us, but maybe you also forgot who we are at the same time. Here's a quick reminder of your hosts. Seth, Rogue Seven, for her New Year's resolution, wishes she could just wish away all her feelings. <laughs> oh my Damn. gosh. Please tell us we all have Anakin Skywalker quotes <laughs> as our New Year's resolution. <laughs> we don't because that would just be too awful. I wish I could just wish away my feelings. <laughs> I wish I could just wish away all the sand. <laughs> and younglings. Oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> That one that got real dark. You you're the one who brought up Anakin. <laughs> Technically, I'm the one who brought up Anakin. <laughs> but that's okay, because Heath, Rogue 3, for 2017 is going to literally run the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Yes, I will do it. Mm-hmm. We have Danny, Rogue 6, who would like to be a deity for some small woodland creatures. A what? A deity. <laughs> oh, a deity. <laughs> Yeah. I'm referencing BT dubs. I like that one. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And some, <laughs> some large woodland creatures, too. And some large woodland creatures. Oh. I'll start small. Creatures. Yeah. And I'm Meg, rogue leader, and I just want to find a jacket that suits me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Why are you eyeing it that like it's sad? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm eyeing like it's cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Anyway, speaking about how sad Meg makes us, I <laughs> have a question about Rogue One. Jesus. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. You know, sometimes what I'm doing when I'm writing up all of these host intros and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, no, this would like be too mean to Danny. I'm going to think about this moment <laughs> Just, just do it. Anyway. Just do it anyway. 
I'm a little frightened to know that there are, are me- meaner ones. <laughs> I don't know whether to be like thankful that it's only Danny you worry about, or worried because you're too mean to me and Heath. <laughs> no, I'm not mean. Uh, I'm not really mean to you two. I'm the favorite. Are you? <laughs> anyway, really. Um. So. Um, there's this movie coming out called Rogue One. <laughs> Danny. Danny, did you not go see Rogue One? <laughs> Danny forgot to go see Rogue One, everybody. Don't spoil it. <laughs> oh, no. We've only been talking about it for two years. <sighs> I'm so Danny excited to, to see Krennic and get lightsabered by Darth Vader. It's going to be great. going to be amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Rogue okay. One happened. Um, it happened. You can hear our thoughts on Far, Far Away Radio, but we are looking to the future, and so I have a question about the currently unnamed Episode 8. Oh. Mm. Mm. Our favorite character here on Rogue Padron is obviously Poe Dameron. And so uh, we're going to be talking about probably a lot in the future what we're expecting to see of Poe Dameron in Episode 8. My question for you this week is... Poe Dameron has not yet, at least as far as we've seen, not yet had an interaction with Ray, And so I want to know what is your wish for their first on-screen meeting, which will hopefully happen in episode eight. I hope Ray is like super excited to see Finn again. And we see Poe get a little bit jealous about it. (gasps) Oh, just like, just like a hint of jealousy that he quickly like pushes away because he's just like nice guy Poe. Right. Just like enough to be like, oh Poe, you got a little got a little jealous there. Right. And be like, <laughs> oh Poe, maybe you should like actually act ask him out and stuff. Hmm? Yeah. That's what hmm. I want. Hmm. Well now I can't think of anything except that. So <laughs> I hope one of one of their interactions is them going to be like flying together in some sort of like either he's flying along with her piloting like the Millennium Falcon or something rad like that. I want them to both be flying little ships and then they pop the cockpit open as they're flying past each other and just high five midair. Oh my god. <laughs> and does it does it freeze frame on the high five? Yeah, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like every movie just ends with like a kind of freeze frame with Ray, but like it's not an actual freeze frame. They're just holding it midair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love for if there's a scene of them flying together for like Ray to teach him something about flying. Oh, that's we've cool. we've seen him be so cocky about it. Like I can fly anything. So it'd be really cool to like develop Ray as this like master of everything Ugh. if she's like well actually you didn't know this thing that I know I can already mm-hmm. see the think pieces I know I want it <laughs> why do you want pain bad sequel trilogy think pieces fuel Heath's body I'm pretty sure that's why he was able to do that marathon so easily yeah oh, I, just, I just had Siri read them to me while I was running oh my god <laughs> So angry. <laughs> Siri, read me all the Snoke theories. Oh no. <laughs> I just love Poe Dameron. Like whether he is um 
just really great friends with Finn or whether they're super gay for each other. Like, I just love that friendship and I love Ray and Finn's friendship and I just want the circle to be complete. And I know there are, what is it? Jedi storm pilot. Is that when people ship all three of them? Yeah. I'm kind of in that camp. Like, I don't care if it's romantic or not. I just want the three of them to be the best friends and just always be like buddy about everything. Mm -hmm. Because they make me happy. I like that. And I feel like BB-8 could be a fun little, like, bridge between the two of them. Because they both obviously know BB-8 pretty well. And now have... really likes both of them. Yeah, he likes both of them. We're like... You know when, like, two people have, like, a puppy or something, and they're like, come to me, come on, come on, oh, no. and then BB-8 is right. the one to go to. I can oh, see him no. in the middle with his little head going back and forth. Yeah. And then BB-8 goes to Finn. Goes to Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Runs off to Leia. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> I like it. <laughs> good question, Danny. Thanks. It's the yeah. best one I'm going to have all year. Peek in, right? <laughs> Don't say that on the first show of the year. (laughs) We want people to keep listening, Danny. (laughs) Well, all downhill from here, I guess. Next week's question is going to be, what do you think is Poe's favorite salad dressing? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, speaking of Poe Dameron, let's talk about some comic books. Whoop, whoop. Um, So this arc was called The Gathering Storm, and we are trying a little something different here with our discussion of these comics we had been just discussing each issue as each issue came out but now we're going to wait until an arc wraps up and discuss that entire arc because it kind of makes more sense to discuss an entire storyline instead of just like little bits and pieces here and there um so let's just dive right in issue number seven um can we just start by talking about the amazing cover for issue number seven with Poe flying through this like pink sky wearing like a Power Rangers uniform. I loved his uniform. I it's think he so should wear good. that all the time. <laughs> it's so good. It's just like, like I'm thinking back to when they announced this comic and they talked like it's gonna be like weird 70s sci-fi. And like the egg was kind of weird 70s sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I wasn't really getting any of that. And then I saw this cover and I was like, okay, yeah. This is like okay. straight up. Look at his flight suit. Yeah. Oh Straight. man! Totally. Remember the egg? Like, yeah, man, right. I missed that egg. Yeah. Right. I'm even trying to figure out what was in the egg. I, I think I missed the mystery of the egg. I'm still hoping yeah. we circle back to the egg eventually. <laughs> yeah, I want like another egg, not not necessarily an egg, <laughs> but another like egg of mystery, like a cube, like a, yeah, like a cube, We're or a, or a pyramid. <laughs> There's still still something in store for us with that egg. <laughs> Is that a promise? I hope so. It's a um, <laughs> <laughs> So we open this issue on Ferion, and Poe is admiring a view when someone starts talking to him. Turns out it's an old friend of his named Suralinda Javos. Do you think I'm saying that right? I have no idea. I have no clue. You're not Sur- asking the right people. It's, it's Rorpod. <laughs> Suralinda, let's go Suralinda. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm gonna say Havos though. Havos. Oh yes. Yeah. I like it. Suralinda yeah. Havos. Um so there's some small talk, they're catching up, but then they notice there's some sketchy dudes and they decide to run out of the bar where they were, and Poe Same. decides that this is perfect time to hijack a storm sail. He had been talk talking about how there were storm sail races happening. Um 
like classic Poe. Like I'm just gonna steal this storm sail right now because we need to get out of here. Is that is that classic Poe? <laughs> <laughs> it is. For all the times in the Force Awakens when he stole storm sails. That's fair. He just likes to take things. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> it was very, like this. For me, it was very reminiscent of when he like just like hops into the Tie Fighter and is like, "Let's go. That's we need yeah. to get out of here." I don't, I don't know why um, I mentioned this. So I'm just going to mention it now. Different artist. Yeah. And I liked cool, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. It wasn't so different that I was like, oh, I'm totally removed from this because the art is so different. But I liked that it was just like kind of kind of a different take. And he looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. Did a really good job with Poe. Yeah, I will Lindo say that the panel where Poe is running towards the storm sail about to take it, the guy they're stealing it from looks kind of frighteningly like bays yeah i thought the same thing (laughs) i did i literally did a double take at first i was like wait is that it can't be but wait wait to hurt me poor dameron comic it was really weird for me anyway i have a theory yeah go on (laughs) actually there's seven seven bases How, how many of them are natalie portman what? None of them are Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> but at least three of them are Donnie Yen. Okay. okay. Wait, <laughs> Wait, what? Donnie Yen Think is about in it. at least three of them. He was one with the Force, and the Force was one with him. I'm getting... We can, we need to stop talking about, like, Baze and, and Donnie Yen. I'm getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about Poe wearing goggles then? Because it was yes, so cute. Yes, that does cute. not make me sad. <laughs> That makes me glad. <laughs> I love that panel. Poe puts on these glasses and just like, oh man. And he looks adorable, of course. Yeah, he looks like a friggin' nerd. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like straight up in middle school chemistry class, Poe. I love it. It's so, so- uh, fun fact, I used to wear goggles like around my head, um, like a headband all the time for like a year in what? high school for like my sophomore year like just like aesthetically yeah just like aesthetically just for fun just have goggles <laughs> were you trying to be like an anime protagonist i mean probably yeah <laughs> um for a while they were harry potter quidditch goggles <laughs> oh my god that's so cute <laughs> meg you're the best <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's that fun fact just the best Go- goggles are cool wear them if you want to that is definitely a fun fact. <laughs> so Poe with his cute little goggles on hijacks this thing. And while he's flying with Sir Linda, she explains that she had been an investigative journalist. So it's likely that the First Order is mad at her for uncovering things about them. Um, and she also lets Poe know that she has figured out that he's in the resistance. She used her context clues. Um then she said something that was really weird to me. She said, I discovered something important. They're militarizing Poe. Shouldn't he know this by now? Yes. Hasn't, hasn't he, like, fought them already? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I guess, like, full-on militarizing is probably different from what he assumes they're doing. Right. Yeah. She follows it by saying they're building something really big, and that's when he's like, oh, what are they up to this okay. time? Yeah. So he, I think this is the first time he's hearing about Starkiller. Got it. Well, yeah. At first I was like, Poe, just a couple issues ago, was in some firefights with these dudes. He knows that they're militarizing. But I guess that makes sense. 
Um, so then Sir Linda says that she wants to give this info to Leia because the First Order is going to try to kill her for it and she'd much rather it go to good use, especially if those people who are going to put it to good use might get the First Order off her back. Um, so they're being chased this whole time and Poe decides that he's going to do something crazy and fly the storm sail, which he's never flown before down into a storm to try to avoid the people chasing them because at least down there there's a chance of survival um, they end up crash landing near a tavern of some kind and Sir Linda goes in for a drink a lieutenant wheel of some kind shows up <laughs> with some goons of his um, and they take Sir Linda away she calls after Poe, he's like Poe, Poe Dameron and Lieutenant Wheel immediately turns around and says they have an acquisition order for a Poe Dameron too, so they take him into custody. Mm. It was around this time that I was like, this is all very convenient that this all happened all at the same time. Yeah, and the fact that she's just like, help me, Poe Dameron! Poe Dameron, that guy over there, help me! It's Poe Dameron! You, P-O-E-D-A. Yeah, it was weird. So then we cut to the captured Sir Linda. Lieutenant Wheel re- removes his cloak. Turns out he's First Order. He tries to get Sir Linda to tell him what she knows about the First Order, but she can spit venom and burns his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool alien lady. <laughs> it was a really dramatic turn of events. <laughs> I mean, like a pretty good turn of events, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I'm into it. So... She has ruined Lieutenant Wheel's face, and then so um, her alien species she says is squ- yeah. Squamaton, which mm-hmm. um, Squamata is actually an order of reptiles, which includes um, such creatures as venom spitting lizards. Wait, is she like a lizard lady? She's a lizard lady. It's amazing. I love it. Okay, thank you, Danny. Mm-hmm. This is why we have you on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Some fun fact. <laughs> so after burning this dude's face off, she goes and rescues Poe from the stormtroopers holding him captive. They head back to Dakar, and Poe is going to go like talk to Leia and be like, yo, I brought someone here who wants to talk to you. And while he's away, Sir Linda contacts someone who it turns out she had worked with to set up the resistance she was gonna like do a full-on setup like contact them be like they're here this is where the resistance is but what right (laughs) she's a backstabber and the whole thing was a setup weird that she was shouting his name Um, well i mean was the first order thing a setup because they seem to genuinely think think he had information yeah yeah i think she she was like planning to get captured by someone with Poe, but was surprised when it was the First Order. That's what I read into it. But it's a little unclear. I think she was trying to get the first people to catch her to make the information look important. Yeah, Like, they were chasing after them for that reason. But I think the First Order was just a a total accident. Yeah. Um, So she ends up not giving this dude the info because she wants to help. What? She's, she's joined joined the good guys. She double crossed the double cross. Oh Weird. no. Sir I love Linda. her. Yeah, yeah, Saf, did you have feelings about Sarah Linda? 
I really like her. She's really cool. <laughs> Any particular reason, or just seems like a, you like investigative journalists? <laughs> yeah, I mean, investigative journalists, blue ladies, you know. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Yeah, I also like, like, at the end when she does decide not to give the information and she's like, just give me any job, the worst job, just let me help. And oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. And it was cool that uh, to see a journalist, because that's not really a type of character we've seen before. It's not. No, that was really interesting. And so I, yeah. hope, I, hope, I hope he turns up again somewhere. Yeah. Because this is yeah. kind of like a one, one-off story, little story here. Yeah. Right? She's a good It was character. really weird to me that the rest of this arc, she was just absent but maybe i guess it was like that. a little in between sorry or something i was worried she was actually going to have information about the first order and they were going to kill her so that the resistance couldn't get it so i was very happy with this turn of events mm. yeah oh the bar is low when your character just disappearing from the page <laughs> makes you happy it's, right <laughs> at least they didn't <laughs> yep. kill her at least she's maybe still alive right. yeah <laughs> at least she's, she's scrubbing she toilets is. now i mean that's kind of the thing about comics though is that like they do things like that all the time. Yeah. And it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah. Even if they're even if she like actually died, she would just come back in like another volume. So <laughs> I didn't actually die. I was just in an alternate universe. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. Or that wasn't me, that was my clone, or like <laughs> something like that. Comics are the worst. <clears throat> all right, that was issue number seven. Issue number eight. Starts off with workout Poe, which nice. was fun. He's like doing a full workout. Nice. Um, and he's having a little chat with BB 8 about how he knows there's a spy in Black Squadron. And he goes through like each of the people in Black Squadron one by one and just like can't imagine that it's any of them, which same. Um, then we cut to Terex on the Carrion Spike, the ship he's been using. It needs some repairs. We'll be battle ready in a day. Then we get this flashback to surprise, Jakku. Oh, great! <laughs> Turns out that Terex was a stormtrooper at the Battle of Jakku, which was surprising. And when we get to the point in the Battle of Jakku where that star destroyer crashes, a fellow stormtrooper of his shoots an officer who's still trying to give them orders because. He realizes, look, this battle is over. The Empire is over. I don't need to listen to you anymore. He asks Terex to join him in laying low on Jakku until they can find a way off-world. So we're getting like a little glimpse of Terex's backstory here. Then we head back to Dakar, and our good friend with the red arm, C-3PO, shows up to talk with Poe and there was this really funny exchange between the two of them about how Poe like really doesn't want to be called sir which I feel like is classic Poe again mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. no you don't have to show me that much respect he also didn't want to be called Mr. Dameron <laughs> right like, yeah. I don't even know <laughs> who Mr. Dameron's is. my father well, that's <laughs> just, what I thought he would say but he, he didn't even say that he's like I don't know who Mr. Yeah, really Dameron should is. have though. he I really wish he had. really should have yeah. I could have laughed so hard. That's my dad. He's that cool professor, you know, rolled up sleeves and jeans, and he's like, don't call me Professor Damron. <laughs> call me Poe. Call me Kiss. So 3PO's visiting because it turns out a droid spy or operative has sent a transmission that include, included the whereabouts of none other than Snoke. Whoa. And... 
when I read that, I was very surprised that they were including Snoke at all in this comic. Um, just because I thought that would be a character they didn't touch at all. But it ended up turning out that they're not really touching him anyway, so it's fine. Um, you can't. He's a like hologram. Please right. don't anybody Snoke. <laughs> also that. Um, so this transmission that was supposedly containing the whereabouts of Snoke was interrupted before it could be read. So Leia wants Poe and one other member of Black Squadron to travel to the planet Kadak. Do you think I'm saying that right? Sure. Kadak. 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 Because that sounds worse. So let's just call it that. I like Kadak. Or you can just call it for short. I'll stick with Kadak, I think. So Poe and one other member of Black Squadron are going to go to Kadak to see if they can retrieve this droid that sent the transmission. So this is obviously a tough decision for Poe because he's already wrestling with who he can trust. And it's like, what if I pick the spy? Like, mm. So it's internal struggle for Poe here. Back to the carrion spike in Terex. Um, he puts on this old armor that he had. Was I supposed to recognize this armor, by the way? Because I, I didn't. Don't think so. Not yet. Okay. It just looks like Star Wars armor. Yeah. Okay. I did, I wasn't sure if I was missing a reference or something. No, I think they're just kind of like it's weird armor. You're supposed to be like, I wonder what the story of that armor is. And Terex yep. is like, yeah. Well, let me so tell you in like... the form of flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It seems like it's very individual to T-Rex. Yeah. So he puts on this old armor, um, and we have another Jakku flashback. He and this fellow Stormy of his. Um, have sal- salvaged a bunch of parts to get a ship up and running, and they're planning to go to the outer, the outer rim to set themselves up with their lives. So we end this issue by finding out that both Poe and Terex are heading for Kadak, which has an enormous pink crystal spire thing in the center. Um, and Poe brought Adi, which yeah. made me happy because Adi is always wanting to go on missions, but can't. Adi! Adi's the spy. No, don't say that. <laughs> Just it's because the one it's you super trust. convenient for him to come along on this one mission. Right. Because right. well, Poe yep. doesn't suspect him either. When he's going through his list, he doesn't mention Adi. Because he just yeah, he looks at all the ones that like, were on the mission. Yeah. He's the only one I can trust. Uh, That's the first <laughs> sign. What if BBA is the spy? Oh my god. But well, doesn't BBA realize sure it. has a change of heart. Like, BB-8 believes the best in people, so when someone, like, asks him for information, he just can't help but share it. Oh, that's adorable and really sad. (laughs) He's also, like, really loyal to Poe, though, and wouldn't, like, give up information that Poe has deemed a secret without, like, checking with Poe. Well, never mind. (laughs) I'll talk about my theory about Poe some other time. Oh, no. Okay. How, how, how many Poes are there, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> this is so interesting. <laughs> These are some weird theories, and I'm into them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like watching really too much Orphan Black, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that <laughs> might like, be it. multiples of everybody. Danny, do you subscribe to the smaller Luke theory? The slightly smaller Luke theory? <laughs> yeah. That, oh, oh, sorry. I guess you do. <laughs> oh I totally God. do, just because it's funny. <laughs> 
It's like the most absurd thing, and I <laughs> love it so, so much. I mean, the more absurd, the better. The the Jar Jar is secretly a Jedi theory. I'm on board. Like, yeah, especially when you can like give me a totally convoluted explanation for why it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's the stuff I love. Especially, it's the stuff that makes people who are real hardcore fans hate you. I yeah, love that exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so great. So that was issue eight, issue nine. Poe and Adi arrive on Kadak and immediately see someone plummeting to their death. This was very dark. Um, Poe said, it's a bad place. That's such a comic thing to do. They end up in a new place, and the first thing they see is somebody being thrown from something. That always <laughs> yeah. happens. It was, like, really dark. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. But, like, dark it's and tone, but, like, the giant... colors and everything is so bright and happy. So it's just kind of like, I know. Oh. It, it was, was weird. There's a giant trampoline at the bottom, and so that just, guy's fine. Like, the bright very pink spire. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, reminded me of the kitty cat from Lego Movie. <laughs> Like has <laughs> has like an evil side where she chucks humans. Princess Unikitty. Yeah, Princess Unikitty. <laughs> the true hero of the Lego movie. She yeah. is though. Sure. Yeah, for real. So while that dark stuff is happening, Terex is up on level seventy-two, and he enters this bar where everyone seems to recognize him and they know him and are saying things like, "It's been too long." So then we have another flashback to decades earlier. Tarek's and his stormtrooper friend are in that same bar strategizing how to make the Empire come back. Um, they apparently know where there's some stockpile of ships that no one would have touched, and they're working with some locals to offload any parts or supplies that they wouldn't need. Um, so we're seeing like how Tarek's went from the stormtrooper to being like, oh, I kind of like still want the Empire to exist. What can we do about it? Which yeah. makes sense, I he would then be with the first order. Yeah, and how he was like instrumental in making that happen. What um right. can we have a refresher on Bloodline for a minute cuz didn't wasn't Bloodline also a big part of that was them discovering that this imperial remnant was militarizing? Yeah. I think so. I don't remember it that well. It's been a while since I read it. It sounds right. So I guess I think so. I don't know where I'm going with that. I guess we can assume that Terex is maybe part of it at that point because that's much further along in the timeline. Well, yeah. Bloodline, yeah, probably because Bloodline is like they they find one faction, but then they figure out that there's probably a bunch more factions doing the same thing. So Terex is probably one of part of one of those factions. Uh, so the First Order during that era is like the Rebels during Rebels, where there's lots of yeah, I think factions so. like yeah. slowly building up, and eventually mm-hmm. they're going to come together and build a super weapon because that worked out so well for them last time yeah the the two times they tried it before (laughs) third time's the charm so after that little flashback we come back to the present um and poe he's talking to c-3po about han solo and how like this would be the perfect mission for him and of course they're what okay wait before we get on with this there's that whole little bit where he's like talking about not calling a master and stuff and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- I have to, though. I'm programmed to. And I'm just like, no, let the droids be free. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. sad because, like, Poe didn't want him to, but 3PO was like, I have to. Like, you're like, you're can't human. can't not do it. Yeah. Oh, 3PO. The whole art made me feel sorry for robots. Yeah. Um. So 3PO and Poe are talking about Han Solo when they're overheard by, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the Guavian Death Gang and Kanja Club? Mm-hmm. 
I rolled my eyes so hard. I was just like, really? <laughs> why? Why, why, why? Because, because why? now we know how they knew. Poe told it to Conja Club. It's all uh... that, that all of that stuff happened with the Wrath does. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I get so eye-rolly when things like this that make the galaxy feel really small happen. I mean, the alternative was that we would have gotten a five-issue miniseries called Conja Club, where they would have explained in depth how they found out about Han Solo. So, you know, why can't we have to the alternative just be that we leave it alone? Just let it be. Keith, welcome to Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I think I like I never read comics until Marvel relaunched. What was it like two years ago now? Um, So I I like never had any of these like weird little side stories that explained something before which i think is why i'm annoyed with it i'm just like not used to it still yeah you haven't right. been like bashed over the head with it enough times that you don't care anymore yeah <laughs> no, I, like, I agree this was a little a little too ham-fisted it's a bit much yeah it's a bit much like I, it was a yeah. bit when i first saw them like- and I saw like, oh, they're there. That's kind of fun that we're seeing these characters that are going to show up again. But then when it turned into like, oh, this is the origin story where they hunted down Han Solo. I was like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were just going to start shooting at them because they'd mentioned Han's name. Uh, yeah. It felt a lot like when 3PO and R2 were in literally the second episode of Star Wars Rebels. And I was just like, ugh. No, <laughs> just right. when they were let, in Rogue One, let these characters yeah. have their story. They God, the base in Rogue One. Yeah, I was, I was kind of fine with that. It was a little like not necessary, but they would, they would obviously have been there. Yeah, I mean, like this, where it's like, what are the odds that the Guavian Death Gang and Conja Club cross paths with Poe while he talks about? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are the odds they would mention Han Solo right in front of both of them at the same time? Yep. Well, uh, that's just a testament to how many people Han Solo has crossed. Yeah, you could be not, literally not anywhere and say his name, and there's two gangs in the vicinity who he's crossed, and then they're like, all right, let's team up and go get this guy. <laughs> Actually, that's probably a good point. They probably could have done this on any planet or would have happened anyway. Yeah. I guess that's fair. I'll get over it. <laughs> it's okay anyway. I'm not over it yet. Maybe I'll get over it. <laughs> it's still really annoying to me. So let's move on. <laughs> there with someone, a group of people, I guess, Poe refers to as the ranks. And Poe does not want to deal with them. He says he would rather be thrown from the roof or whatever than deal with the ranks. Which then never really gets explained at all. That was kind of the end of that. It was weird. Back to Terex. Um, He's confronted by Whisper, who, correct me if I'm wrong here, this is how I read it, was one of those locals they had been working with decades earlier? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just looked like a slightly older version of one of them, so I assumed. Um, Lucius Malfoy. (laughs) (laughs) And Whisper wasn't expecting to see Terex again. Um... And then Tarek says that he's here for his old gang. Then there's like a con- confrontation with Whisper. Then the gang members show up and kill Whisper because I guess they like really like Tarek and want to rejoin him. And I did not understand the point of any of this. It was all very weird and confusing to me. So maybe someone else 
understood it a little better. I don't know. I think the whole point was just that, like, when Terex left, this other guy kind of took charge of the gang. And so the gang was like, oh, Terex is back. We like him better. <laughs> yeah, can, I think it was a way to show you know. that Terex was, like, really well respected and quite high up in what he was doing and whatever it was. That makes sense. Yeah. So then back to Poe and 3PO. They ask some dude um, about the droid that 3PO is looking for. And the guy asks Poe if he is Poe. And Poe, of course, says yes, which you think he would have learned by now <laughs> to not just be like, yeah, I'm Poe Dameron. Poe. You're too, you're too honest. Right? He's like, pretty, but he's not smart. Think about what happened literally an issue ago, Poe. <laughs> Um, and then the dude straight up shoots Poe right in his chest, and that's the end of the issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't believe they killed Poe. <laughs> do not, do not be Poe Dameron. This is why you need to come up with a code name or something, Poe. Right, don't... or stop telling people what your name is. <laughs> people obviously know who you are, so just keep it quiet. Not that hard. So that was issue nine. Issue ten. Okay. Um, last issue of the arc. After Poe is shot, we see that he and 3PO get surrounded by a bunch of other dudes. Then 3PO has this great line where he says, you may wish to look again. And then everyone is surrounded by dozens of droids who all turn out yes. to be operatives of C-3PO's. It's just Go like droids. a dro droid uprising. I loved it. I just, operatives of C-3PO's. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's so great. <laughs> Of anyone who is operatives, like, it's I would so not great. imagine it would be C-3PO. He's no. a spy master. Like, what is this? <laughs> who are you? I mean, if someone had this, told you... Go ahead. This arc really kind of gave us a little character development for 3PO, just in that, like, yeah. he has been doing new and different things in the 30 years since <laughs> Return of the Jedi, like, apparently, because now he has a no spy one... network where literally yeah. anywhere he is, there can be an uprising of droids. <laughs> And like, just go around. Like, like the whole the whole Ewoks praising him as a deity really went to his head. Right. He's like, <laughs> I like this. I like now he's being like, in charge now. I'm gonna be the god of my own people now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who, who could do it better than me? <laughs> oh god, he would actually think that though. Yeah. He would. <laughs> or if you're following the far, far away radio audio dramas, he figured out about Leia's secret droid purge, and so that's why he's orchestrating the droid uprising oh. to counter. <laughs> yes. Digging deep. Digging deep. I mean, he made a really C3PO made a really good point when he was like, droids are everywhere. So like we could literally we could drop dozens of droids on any planet and just have them run around and pretend to be doing whatever droids on that planet do and then yeah. when we need them bam uprising that's why chopper is like so useful in rebels is because they can just paint him like an imperial and they're all like oh okay it's just a droid like <laughs> nobody right. pays attention to him <laughs> right no. like nobody realizes we don't have these like outdated c1 units anymore <laughs> right yeah and i guess you would think by now in the star wars universe there had been enough incidents with droids where people would be like a little more careful with the droids right. around but it seems like people just don't learn lessons in Star Wars, and that's fine. Boy, that could be a <laughs> yeah. fascinating big bad for a future trilogy down the road. To instead of having like a dark sider or a Sith, like we always have, like have it be a, a droid and and have the droid oh. uprising be. Oh my god! Like yeah, Seth Seth would just die. 
I just stabbed myself in my scissors. I was so excited about that. (laughs) Are you okay? Do you need medical help? It's okay. I'm fine. We can send a droid. (laughs) No. So Poe was just shot with a stun blast, by the way. He's fine. I was like really worried for a second. He's fine? He's fine. He's not going to die in this comic that takes place before the movie that he was in. What a surprise. Mm, I don't know. You never know. <laughs> That's just one of the Poe's. <laughs> <laughs> right? This Poe could die. I mean, but... be real. If you could have more than one Poe, you totally would, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Of course. It doesn't make it a reasonable theory, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean he has to die? <laughs> there are lots of things I would take more than one of if I could, but... Do tell. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Back to Terex. He brings his little gang back on board the Carrion Spike. And they're like, oh, it feels like home in here. So I'm guessing they've been there before with him or something. We have another Terex flashback. Again, decades earlier. He's working on fixing the Carrion Spike because it has this special cloaking abilities, special spying abilities, and he's fixing it up for someone. Were we supposed to know who those people were, or was it just people? It's they're they're the his stormtrooper buddy and then the two ladies who were the ship repair oh, people okay. he teamed up with. Got it. I didn't recognize them. I yeah, it was kinda hard because like they had a bunch of like zoomed out shots that didn't really show their faces. Yeah, and they were like wearing different things and on a different planet, I think. It was all very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they change their clothes and go to a different planet? It's confusing, Danny. Even my friends change their clothes. I don't know who they are anymore. <laughs> Especially when they like don't have names and right. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> um, the carry-on spike is that's like Tarkin's old Tarkin. ship, which I remember that was yep. from the book Tarkin. Was that Saf? Was that the one from the Lando comic too, or is that a different ship? Oh, that was Palpatine's ship. Oh, right. Palpatine and Tarkin are different people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we never see them together, do we? No. (laughs) It was in the same room. At the end end of Revenge of the Sith, they're watching the Death Star being built together. Uh What's that theory? Debunked. Right, but was that real Tarkin or CGI Tarkin? (laughs) Are those two different characters, Danny? It was was super shady-looking young Tarkin. (laughs) Um, so Terex is fixing the carrion spike for these people, but then once everything is fixed, he just fires on the observation deck where they all are and kills them all because he's super shady. (laughs) (laughs) He's just super shady. They were being mean. He didn't like it. We also see in this flashback when Terex first learns about the First Order, Someone gives him a stormtrooper helmet, a first order stormtrooper helmet, and he like recognizes that it's a stormtrooper helmet, but that it's different and more modern looking. And he's like, "Oh, these are different people." I don't, I don't know what the point of that little flashback was, but I guess the give there are lots person. of things in this comic that I was like, "Okay, that's nice, but why?" Yeah, I, mean, I think it's all just origin story stuff. Like we're just learning, yeah. learning his background and how he learned about the first order and how he kind of felt became such a because he's like clearly a diehard first order supporter now. Right. It was just weird to me because I thought the whole like him finding these ships and like trying to bring the empire back was going to be like he was part of the first order origin, but then like it turns out he, 
First Order like already existed, I guess, because he finds the Stormtrooper helmet. Right. And, and he was actually probably... just this weird <laughs> warlord, I guess, it turns out. Murdering people who are just his With friends, his awesome but not armor. Really. Anyway. Yeah. This was an origin story that didn't really tell us much because we still don't know much about him. Yeah, we know he's like shady and will kill people, but we kind of already knew that. Yeah. Um, so back to Poe, the operative droid is being super difficult and sassy um, and won't give the info it has on Snoke until it's back at the Resistance base. But this is also the way these droid operatives are programmed in case they're ever captured, which is also smart. Poe sees the carrion spike overhead, recognizes that it's Tarek's ship from when he saw it on Megalox Beta, and then hears that Tarek makes an announcement to like the entire planet from the ship that he has returned and wants people to bring Poe to him. Here are my questions here. How does he know Poe is there? Does he know Poe is there? And just like, why is he announcing to this planet that he wants Poe if he doesn't know Poe is on the planet? Maybe does the spy told him. Maybe. I guess that could be true. Yeah, I didn't actually ask that question, but how does he know Poe was on that planet? It's just I weird mean, that there was there was no, like, there should have been a spot where, like, we see that Terex finds out that Poe is on the planet. Because otherwise it's just very sudden, like, oh, I'm going to announce to this planet that I want Poe Dameron, and he happens to be right in front of you. Maybe C-3PO is the spy? <laughs> Likely. Maybe. Maybe it's his red arm. Sylvia's <laughs> red arm. arm is the spy. <laughs> oh my god. That's my new favorite theory. <laughs> Does it glisten, That's why they too? replace it at the end of The Force Awakens. You're like, oh shoot. Lines. Yeah. So then 3PO calls in a bunch of the operative droids to help. And on the very next page, they've made it back to the ship without any issues. And this was very anticlimactic. It was Everyone's just like, fine. He called, a, he called the droids to help after it was clear that now everybody was going to like try to capture Poe because Terex had just asked them to. But they just like get out fine without any real conflict of any kind. It's because the droids are real good. <clears throat> Everyone's afraid of the droids, I guess. So Poe's going to fly the X-Wing that they brought, obviously, because that's like his ship. But then 3PO notes that Adi has gone missing. He's not with them anymore. Adi. Hmm. But Poe's not too worried about it. He says they'll just leave the cargo ship for him. Adi has the codes to fly it. Everything's going to be fine. <sighs> then we cut to, we cut to tear. What was that sigh for? Go on. Elaborate <laughs> on that sigh. It, it's just, it's too, like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like they're force feeding this. Yeah. Like, look at all these coincidences and, like, set up. Yeah. And- it's like, man, are you for real right now? Are you some, you know, low-budget horror movie right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really did not like this last issue at all. Yeah. It was like a bunch, like you just said, very either very obvious setup and then like a bunch of confusing stuff that felt really irrelevant and not necessary at all. But it's fine. It'll get better. <laughs> um, we cut to Terex who's saying that they wanted to make everything with Poe seem realistic to make sure that he got off-world with the droid. So I guess his little announcement was a setup, and this is where I, we find out that, like, okay, yeah, I guess Tarek did know that Poe was on the planet. 
we still don't know how or why or anything. Right. Um, so then Tarek also confirms that sensors have locked down to pose X-Wing and that he left the planet. He opens a vault with a ton of starfighters in it and says, let's go get him. And that's where we end. Issue 10. The end. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, me either. Also, like, you see Oddie in the background of the last few bits with T-Rex, but, like, he doesn't do anything. He's just running. Right. Like, when I first saw Oddie in that one panel, I was like, okay, Oddie's clearly the spy, and he's, like, going to talk to T-Rex. But we never actually see that. He's just, like, in the background. So it's like, was it implied that Oddie's the spy? Or is Oddie now spying on T-Rex? Like, what's happening here? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Which I guess takes us to our first listener question for this week. Um, we have two for you. First Ooh. is, what's happening with slash two Adi? I have the feeling that they are setting up to make it look like he's the spy, but then, but then really he's just he's just gonna be like killed in some tragic way. Mm. <laughs> And then be like, ha ha, his dying words will be, it was the arm. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Because, I mean, that's also a very, like, stereotype thing, too, is to be like, ha ha, fooled ya. But, like, it's also not really. You thought this was going to be so obvious, but it was this instead. Yeah. I kind of like that they're doing, because otherwise it's just too obvious. Yeah, I agree. I I didn't un- like I, same as what he said. Like I just the only thing I could think of is like, they, are they telling us he's the spy? But like he's not, he's just like hiding. What is he doing? Yeah, there. Yeah, I think we need someone my- to explain the comic for us, please. <laughs> <laughs> my guess is that they tried to make it seem like Adi could be the spy, so that people would start to think that that is what happened, but that he's now. Sp- actually spying on Terex. Like mm-hmm. I think I think Adi it was developed enough that Adi like wants so badly to go on missions but can't and now he's on one and he's just like so caught up in it that he just like let Poe go and is like I'm gonna stay here and find out what's going on with this Terex dude. And I'm gonna bring back oh, valuable information and then they'll let me go on the missions. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna okay. like prove my worth here. Oh Adi, you don't have to do that. Adi, you've already worthwhile. But Adi, he's just going to end up getting murdered. 100% murdered. Yeah. Yep. And I like, because yep. after seeing that kind of get, you know, dark there, I believe that they can and will do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. So that's what we think is happening with Slash 2 Adi. Next question. I like this one a lot better. Maybe we should just ask listeners to answer this one. This is an, a this, more. This is the important question question i think <laughs> what should poe's code name be oh probably like velvet thunder velvet thunder, <laughs> velvet thunder. <laughs> oh my god that's so good <laughs> like glistening rainbows Ooh, i like that what about just like dopamarin <laughs> hey look everyone it's doe pamarin oh well doe, we're looking for poe dameron so that can't be him <laughs> are you poe dameron no i am a doe pamarin oh it's different <laughs> name sir never heard of a poe dameron 
I'm gonna call him Goggle Boy. Goggle Boy. Goggle Boy. Also cute. So yeah, tell us what you think, guys. Sad. Yeah, that's that's my job now. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Hit us up with your answers to our question. You can find us on Twitter at Rogue Podron. You can find us on our website, roguepodron.tumblr.com. You can also email us, roguepod at farfarawayradio.com. And you should subscribe to us via the Far Far Away Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And also leave us a nice review. I guess. <laughs> An okay review, at least. Right. Don't be mean. It's really bad. <laughs> leave us a glistening review. Yes, oh leave us a glistening review. Perfect. And yeah, send us some good answers because next week is the highly anticipated return of the glistening Bodhi. Yes! And he's only forever now glistening in our hearts. So it's, I guess, the glistening Bodhi in memoriam. Yeah, you're going to want to want one. Of, you're going to want one of these. Post-mortem? Yeah. The, memor- the memorial glistening Bodhi? He's forever glistening in the stars. Stardust. <laughs> he's the real stardust. <laughs> wow. Okay. On that note. <laughs> now, this got real dark real fast. <laughs> hey, 2017 is going to be a great year, y'all. <laughs> so, listeners, I bet you're so glad that we are back. <laughs> and now that we've ki- officially kicked off season five, be sure to tune in next week as we start discussing Wraith Squadron with chapters one through four. Until next time, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew pew. Pew pew. Pew pew. Oh my gosh. I just realized that when we release this episode, I get to say, hey, tune in for the inauguration of season five, baby. Oh Oh my god. (laughs) That's That's good. (laughs) The best inauguration you'll see all day. Oh, it so is. I love it. (laughs) Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six. Signing off. Rogue 7, signing off. Rogue 3, signing off. Here's hoping it's not because you just forgot to note something. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. (laughs) The odds of that are significant. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) They're very high. From. Corellia, you don't need to tell me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No. Oh, no. I'm gonna, if I was the Empire, I would make a status right just to blow up Corellia. Just to blow up Corellia. <laughs> I'd just blow it up and be like, okay, I'm done. What are the odds now? Right. Oh. <laughs> that would literally be what I'd say. Is <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That is my that's my villain origin story is just hearing that too many times. Right. That's what makes you a villain. Yeah. That's what makes me snap. That's amazing. <laughs> I approve. <laughs>